Hey there, I'm Leah Party, and you're listening to Bare Naked Soul, a podcast where we have real, uncensored conversations about the things we aren't supposed to talk about. Let's break all the rules and shed all the programming that's ever made us feel weak, scared, and caused us to shrink ourselves. It's time to live uncaged, freely expressing ourselves and manifesting our dreamiest, juiciest, and most pleasure-filled lives. Let's do the damn thing. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome back to Bare Naked Soul. I have an incredible guest here today. And we'll just dive right in because I'm really excited to hear about her story and ask her all my questions and and dive in with her on manifestation and all the things. So manifestation coach, mentor, author, and podcast host, Kim Meller is powerfully impacting the lives of women throughout the world. Her mission is to be an example of what's possible when you deeply commit to your soul's desires from hustle to harmony. Kim inspires women to go for it through her online courses, retreats, and five-star podcast, The Soul Digger. The ultimate soul sister, Kim is here to empower women to reclaim their power, live their truth, and manifest magic. Yay, welcome to the show. (laughs) I love manifesting magic. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're here and we're gonna, people are gonna walk away from this, I think, feeling like, yeah, life is magical, huh? And be a little bit inspired to just go out there and manifest things. Yeah, I love that. And I wasn't sure whether to actually show up to the podcast naked, seeing as that is, you know, <laughs> the title of the show. <laughs> you, you should not have clothes on, that's correct. <laughs> Bare naked. Clothes boring. I know, I um, I host retreats as, as you do as well. And um, I was like thinking of the like name for my retreats and I was going to call them bare naked retreats. And like, you had to be naked the whole time, but like, that's not me, but that would be funny. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> also one time, I think it was my mom was like, I oh, know it couldn't have been my mom. Someone told me to start an OnlyFans account, but call it bare naked souls, like feet, like a feet only bare naked souls, like feet. Anyways, that didn't happen though. So Ooh, I've actually got nice feet maybe uh sideline <laughs> feel the name if you want to bare naked souls do a feet do a feet only fans I um, love that. <laughs> okay so I'm a big fan of your podcast and your work and your presence online and you in general um but I I really don't think I've heard your like whole story from the background so let's start off with that and tell me like when did you discover manifestation oh my goodness ah! Okay, so we ha- we haven't got 10 million years to go through this, but I think like most people, I was just so lost. You know, I didn't know particularly what I wanted to be or do when I was younger. I just wanted to play and run around and have fun and be free. And then I was like, oh, like people are telling me I have to go and get a job and I've got to go to uni. And I just followed what most people were telling me to do, even though my soul was resistant but I just didn't know what that resistance was. I didn't know, like my soul was speaking to me because I didn't have that connection back then. So I followed the traditional go to school, go to college, go to university. And I was like, oh, wow. Is is this what life is? <laughs> you know, I've always known that there was more, but I just couldn't I wasn't seeing anyone who was building an online business, traveling around the world, having loads of fun because I'm going to show my age right now. But Facebook 
football wasn't around back then. So this was the era where you actually went and played outside with your friends. You went robber knocking, you know, you knocked on people's doors and you ran away and you actually got dirty with your friends after school. You know, that was the kind of time I grew up in. So this little nudge that was just like whispering and like nudging me all of my life was something that was always there. And, you know, I just remember feeling like something was missing as I was, you know, seeking this external validation constantly, you know, seeking validation through getting good grades at school, through sports. You know, I swam for my country and was constantly feeling like I needed to like win awards and perform in order to be loved. And then when I was about 13, I actually got spotted as a model. And so I started modeling from the age of 13 and that ended up being like my full-time career after university. So I went from external validation to external validation to external validation. <laughs> and on the surface, it looked great. You know, it was shiny and perfect. And I, as long as I smiled, everything was okay. And I remember one day I was sat in my penthouse apartment in Leeds city center with my partner, with a wardrobe full of clothes, just everything that I thought I ever needed, you know, BMW in the garage. And I just woke up and thought, this isn't it. You know, I had a full wardrobe, but an empty life. And this consistent seeking of happiness outside of myself was, I was just done with it. That that nudge and those whispers that I've heard for so long were so loud. They literally knocked me in the face with a wet kipper and was like, excuse me, this is your soul speaking. <laughs> and I, I finally listened. I finally listened and surrendered. And I realized the relationship I was in wasn't really serving me. It was okay, but it wasn't where I wanted to be and go. And that's when I started an online business, which completely opened me up to a whole new way of thinking and being. There was a community of people who also had dreams, who wanted to, you know, live outside of the matrix and, you know, not get paid trading time for money. And this is a whole new world to me. You know, these people who were reading books and talking about growth mindset and meditation and visualization. I was like, wow, this is incredible. And I started my journey of transforming my life from the inside out, not the outside in. But during that online business, I was still applying the same hustle and grind and like striving and like becoming something. I was always on this journey of becoming, basically never, ever feeling enough as I was. And then I had one year of my life that completely turned everything upside down. So in 2016, my mum suddenly passed away, like out of nowhere, brain hemorrhage. She was gone at 66 um, I lost my driving license and I invested tens of thousands of pounds in an investment that was just a scam. So everything that I relied on for safety was taken away. And I realized that safety is not outside of myself. It's up to me to create my own safety from within. And how do I do that? And so my spiritual, my spiritual journey then began. So the personal development got me so far, but then it wouldn't get me all the way to where I am now. So that's when the energetics and the visualization, the meditation and all of that spiritualness like really played a huge part in my journey. So I'd probably say the past 
five or six years I've been awakening massively to to spirituality wow so many things I want to touch on already from all of that um I love like the conversation about like noticing everything's about external validation and I I see so much of my own journey in that too just I think that's how most people live their lives you know we're we're kind of encouraged with with constantly consuming things in our society and getting the the accolades and the degree and all the right things and all the, you know, the perfect house and family and all these things. And that's like what we basically are judged on. Um, what would you say helped you to detach your worth from outside things and, and really like sing into a knowing that your worth is within and your safety is within? Mm. Yeah. So one of my best friends is a self-love coach and I went on her retreat for the week now I was with uh, my partner of five years at that point and it was on shaky ground and I knew that this would be you know make or break for me and us you know a whole week to myself just really tuning in and being with myself I've never given myself that much spaciousness before and I remember I was talking to my friend about the retreat and be like oh yeah so um let me know the schedule so I can like, do a couple of hours work each day she's like Kim there is no work. There is no technology. It's like a week off of your phone. <gasps> I freaked the F out because I was so attached to doing. I was so attached to this external striving. I was like, oh my God, who am I without this? And I was like, Kim, if you can't have a week without your phone, what is the point of living? So that retreat was a turning point for me because I had a total week off my phone my business actually grew more than it ever did when I wasn't doing anything. And I really felt my soul so deeply. I got to know myself for like the very first time and really connecting with my self-love and looking after me and knowing that when I'm living my truest, most authentic aligned life, anything that isn't supposed to be there will fall away and that's okay. I have to keep choosing myself. And I think for most of my life, I've performed for other people, you know, winning the sports awards and the graduation was to please my parents. You know, there's so many ways that I showed up in my relationships that was to please them. And then I realized I was overstepping my boundaries and I got myself into like really deep holes financially because I was giving money out of wanting love and thinking that, oh, if I give the money, then they're going to love me. So it was the first time that I realized I have spent most of my life pleasing other people and it was time to please myself. Mm, wow. So it's so crazy to me that I feel like the maybe this is wrong and maybe this probably depends on where you live. I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is kind of like the Midwest in the United States. And it's very, it's like a very blue collar city. Um, but if I were to like walk down the street in Pittsburgh and talk to a random stranger and be like, Hey, like, do you know what manifestation is? They'd be like, what the fuck is that? Right. Isn't that weird? Like, why is why does no one know about this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, manifestation, it's an interesting word. It can feel quite fluffy, fluffy and positive and oh, let's just manifest. Da, da, da. Manifestation. Holy heck. It's about doing lifetimes of work. It's the subconscious reprogramming. It's the like, Oh, it's it's going deep on yourself and doing the work. And if I was to describe it in a sentence, manifestation isn't about what you want. It's about who you are. So it's allowing 
the most abundant wealthiest version of you to shine through it's the version of you who's already fulfilling their dreams but you know we're all born that way you know we're born pure abundance pure consciousness like there is like there is nothing to prove when you're born you don't look at a little baby and go you need to work 40 hours a week and prove your worth to me they're born worthy but you know we go through the education system we get brought up by our parents and we create these conditions and these um these masks that we think we need to wear in order to be loved and be successful so a lot of manifestation is peeling away the mask really eliminating anything that is in the way and and coming back home to yourself as 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 pure consciousness so it's the complete opposite to hustling and doing it's like 80% being and 20% allowing action. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like that's where people get tripped up so much is because it's the doing part of our culture. It's just, we're so programmed to, if we need more success in our business, we have to do, 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 do more. And it can be really hard to settle into that kind of place of, of being. What do you think, like, um, when you talk to someone who says, says like, it's not working and let's use business as an example. I mean, they have a business and they've been using manifestation, applying manifestation. They feel like it's not working. You know, what do you think is like the biggest reason behind that for them? Like the missing piece. Mm. It's their relationship with the unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, if people say it's not working, well, congratulations, you know, you've just created the belief it's not working and so you're getting the evidence to prove that and um, to me there's this there's this void okay so people i should say someone wants you know a million dollars it's like where is this million dollars it's not working it's not working it is working it's just being able to navigate this gap and this void which is the space in between now ironically enough like we get everything we want when we don't need anything so people are like, I, when I don't need it, that's when I'll get it. It's like, exactly. So it's so much easier to tap into the feeling and the emotion of what it is that you desire. And that's the only reason we want it anyway, because of how it's going to make us feel. We want to drive the Ferrari because of how it's going to make us feel. I can guarantee after two weeks, maybe two months of having that Ferrari, it'll wear off and you'll want something else. So as humans, we're constantly, constantly wanting more, 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 and it never feels enough. So if any of the listeners have ever felt like they're on this treadmill, this treadmill and this hamster wheel of life, I can guarantee you right now that what you have in your life was once a dream. It was once a vision, but by the time it showed up, it's just become normal. So, well, of course I'm living in this four bedroom house and I'm married and I've got two kids. Like, of course it's happened. How can you really drop into appreciation and gratitude? Like real abundance starts when you can appreciate what you have. And so I'm always in the energy of celebration. You know, I'm just celebrating my friend's birthday today. And I'm like, why celebrate once a year? Like every day I'm finding things to celebrate because celebration is gratitude. It's love. It's the highest frequency. And when we compound that, that's when we become a magnet to miracles So, I mean, I said last week on my social media, I could literally be living in a cardboard box right now and I could be the happiest person ever because I've cultivated this deep 
knowing this feeling of wealth and abundance within me. I feel so whole. And so the quantum field and this, this space, this gap where we think nothing's happening, we go from having something to nothing. And people let the nothing freak them out. Like, oh my God, like I've given up my nine to five job to step into this unknown. And I feel like I have nothing. Oh my gosh. And one of my clients actually said this in my masterminds the other week. And I said, congratulations. You have worked all of your life to get to this point of nothing. How amazing does it feel to not need anything? This is the secret. It's the magic pill. It's waking up every single day, being able to feel wealth, joy and abundance and success and not needing anything outside of you to feel like that. And then from this place of nothing, you actually have everything. Like if you can tap into all the feelings that you want to cultivate from these manifestations now, it's like, oh my God, I have everything I could ever possibly need. And from that place, you feel abundant, you feel magnetic and boom, the universe responds to you. The universe is responding to you in every moment. So if every single step from where you are to where you want to be feels like not enough, it feels like lack, it's like, where is it? It's not happening yet. You're going to keep getting it. You're going to keep manifesting it. And the most powerful person in the world is the person who can hold the void. It's saying to yourself, do you know what? I am revving up for the most incredible love affair of my freaking life. I can wait. I am willing to wait. I am going to create generational wealth, more wealth than I could ever possibly freaking imagine. And I'm willing to wait. I know it's on its way. You know, why, why limit yourself at a million dollars a year, a million dollars a month? It's like the universe is infinite abundance. You know, so how can we be in this place of infinite potentiality where there's nothing, but you have the ability to choose everything. And from that place, life just gets, it's freedom. It's pure freedom. Yeah, I love that so, so much. It's kind of that surrender piece. It's like trusting. It's trusting that you have everything you need. And trusting that it's all coming and trusting that you're never going to end up, you know, completely homeless, you know? Um, okay. So what would you, can you walk us back to a time when this didn't feel so easy for you? So maybe you were like applying the principles and having, you know, manifesting some things, but still in that kind of neediness for it, still in that, oh, I want it now. Can you walk us back to there? And, and were there any specific things that you noticed or did that shifted you into this place of being like in the full, like, ah, oh, like trusting the void? <laughs> yes, very recently. <laughs> Here's the thing, like, like me and you, we're human, we're coaches, we lead, we lead incredible groups of women, you know, back home to themselves, but we're still human, right? So the human is looking at what is and going, hmm. I mean, you're doing these affirmations, Kim, and you're looking in the mirror and you're telling yourself that you are infinite abundance and you're a millionaire, but look at you, you're not. Uh, you know, so there's a dissonance between your vibrational reality and what you see with your eyes. And so the humanness can sometimes knock you off track, right? So I'd say this half of the year, I have invested like so much in myself. I just wanted to have an experiment. 
like I really wanted, wanted to like master and embody this new level of wealth and abundance and really experience it, right? And we can only experience things when we're actually living them. So one of my missions is to be an example of what's possible. So I'm on the pitch, I'm do, doing what I'm telling my clients to do, right? So I'm, I'm backing myself. So earlier on this year, I invested like tens of thousands of dollars in one-on-one coaching in myself for three months. The most I've ever spent on myself is like a deposit for a house. But I was like, this is what the guidance is telling me to do. The guidance is telling me to do this. So I had just enough money for the first installment. And I was like, oh my God, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And it was amazing. I was like on cloud nine. I was like, oh my God, I feel so empowered. I'm backing myself. I fully like fully know that I deserve this. And then, you know, it starts coming up to the next month and the next payment. Right. So this, this another, this other multiple five figure payment needs to come out. Right. So my mind went into a little bit of, okay, I've got to pay that. And then this is coming out and this is coming out and this is coming out. And, the, and then it just, it was going and going and going. And I was so in the future I went into a shame spiral and a scarcity freak out. And I was in front of my laptop and I had a spreadsheet out and I was trying to map everything out. And I was in my head and I was like, shit, shit. Oh my God, where's this money going to come from? Where's this money going to come from? So for two hours, I had a freak out and I messaged my coach and I said, oh my God, I've got this amount coming out. This, I don't know where it's going to come from. I'm freaking out, I'm freaking out. Luckily, she didn't get back to me. And this is a sign of a good mentor. <laughs> a mentor will help you get back to yourself and find your own answers. And I was like, Kim, you know, what? ask yourself, what is the truth? What, what, would, what would abundance say right now? Abundance would say, get back to your natural state. So I closed my laptop. I got my trainers on, got my headset on, went for a walk outside I've got this subliminal affirmation track that I made for myself and I had that in my ears. And I, I was like, if my mission is to be an example of what's possible, how, um, how would I guide my clients to walk themselves through this? So I was giving myself the guidance and I was like, yep, yeah, this is what I do. And I just started to just like get back to my natural state, get out of my head and into my body. Because the head, if you're in the head, you're dead, right? But we're all human and, and, you know, a lot of people are still operating from that very logical mindset. And I was like, the answers are not in my head. So let me get in the body. And around the corner from me, there's this playground with some swings. And I was like, I'm just going to swing on the swings. I'm just going to be in this childlike innocence. I'm just going to woo. And I was like, in this moment, I get to choose how wealthy I am. Doesn't matter what's going to happen tomorrow or what happens next week. In this moment, I can choose to feel and embody and anchor into wealth and abundance right now. And I just remember, like, I felt so much lighter. I just like the cloud had dissipated and I started to walk up to the shop to get a drink. And then as I checked my phone, boom, boom, boom. I had like three clients pop in. I had money, money, money. And I was like, oh. Oh, I was like, I knew it. I knew it works. I knew it does. But I can't have this level of certainty unless I've experienced that. And so I, I see my life as just this walking example and experiment of, of how I'm walking myself through things so I can tell stories and tell my clients. 
So the secret for me having that freak out and getting back into alignment is choosing to live in this now moment, choosing that in this moment right now, there is unlimited abundance. What could be possible? So if we are the creators of our reality and we're thinking about what could go wrong, what do you reckon is going to go wrong? So it's just having the awareness of where your beliefs are because we get to choose what we believe we're the architect is of our life. And so all of those moments are just helping me to re-choose and recommit and recommit to this like unlimited space of abundance and trusting and knowing. And then you get evidence. So every time you fall off and you walk yourself back and you get the evidence, it's like, oh yes. And then it gets stronger. It gets stronger. You invest bigger. It happens again. It happens again. It happens again. So that's something that happened to me quite recently. And of course the money came in and of course I was able to pay. And there was more than enough because I anchored back into what it is that I know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's like a commitment, right? Of always staying in alignment and pulling yourself back. Do you have um, a morning routine or anything like rituals you do every day? Or are you more like someone who's like, what do I want to do right now? And then flows with what would feel good. Yeah, I definitely used to when I was going from my head to my body, I needed a a. 6am get up do a miracle morning routine. That's what I needed at that time. But now I'm more deeply committed to honoring my soul. So it's still a commitment and devotion, but it's not too structure, because again, that's outside of me. So one big thing that's helped me to, to really tap into my own power is to ask myself what I need instead of relying on structure for me to feel a certain way, I'm taking responsibility. So in the morning, I'll always listen to my subliminal affirmation tracks. Cause when I'm coming out of the, when I'm, when you're coming out of the sleep sleeping, it's like the theta brainwave. So I've got that in, it's going into my subconscious. And then, yeah, I ask myself what I need in that moment. I usually go make myself my favorite drink and then I sit myself down and I've got a question that's on my mirror and I always look at it and tune into it. And it what it is, if I was to receive the guidance on my next quantum leap, what will be going on? So whatever that goal is for, for me that month, whatever that amount is, I, I ask the question and I just allow, you know, I mostly today allow the universe to create through me because this is something recent that I've actually got is that I'm not the one creating the universe is using me as a vessel to create through. So instead of me trying to sit down at my laptop and like create, 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 I'm creating more space than I've ever created before. I am asking the universe the right questions and then allowing it to flow through me. And from that, I then take inspired action from it. So I usually don't do any kind of work zoom calls till after 12 and just have like room for spaciousness and dancing and moving my body and just allowing things to flow through sometimes I might do a little microdose of mushrooms as well that's like my new vibe at the minute (laughs) yeah yeah really good for connecting to to the divine yeah Um, yeah amazing Okay. So what about on the day to day? Cause I feel like these are like, this conversation is so great because I feel like these are the things that, you know, everyone wants that magical secret thing. That's going to change everything for them. Right. But it's like, to me, I feel like it's more of that commitment to staying in line with your goals, staying the vibe, staying high vibe, like 
feeling the feelings need to be felt, but then moving and choosing again and choosing again. Um, so what does it look like for you on a daily basis when maybe it's not a full on meltdown? It's not like a full on, maybe there's not even a, maybe there's not even anxiety or emotions involved, but you just notice kind of those doubt thoughts creep in. What's kind of, do you have a process or anything that you do when you're just like, oh, I'm kind of doubting myself right now? Yes. Yeah. I have these, the, I choose to believe statements. So I choose to believe, I choose to believe, I choose to believe. So in the morning, actually, I'll, I'll check in with myself and see if anything needs rewiring. Um, so if something feels a bit scarcity or a bit like old identity, I go, oh, I'll catch it and go, oh my gosh, I've caught that. Okay, let me celebrate the fact that I've noticed it and let me rewire it. So the, the biggest thing I'd say is to have an awareness of what it is that you are thinking. And if it's not supportive, ask yourself, where's it coming from? And a lot of the time, it's probably not even yours. You know, so making sure that you're having your clean energy as much as possible, you know, saging, Paolo Santo, um, having regular energy clearance, because a lot of the stuff can come from going into the supermarket, going into Walmart, Walmart and going into the gym. And you have like all these different energies that just attach themselves to you. So it's asking yourself, is this mine? And if not, please leave. <laughs> mm. Also, I think people tend to see negative thoughts or stress or fear or anxiety as, uh, as negative. And instead, I'm like, oh, hey, come on. You can come with me. So instead of trying to fix it and basically say I'm broken, I'm like, okay, you're going to come along for the ride with me in this. So it's like the fear and the excitement are in the same car, but the excitement is driving. You know, the fear is maybe in the back seat or in the boot. It's like knocking on the back back of the door saying, let me in. And you're like, oh, hi. Yeah, I'll let you know when you can come out. And the excitement is the one that's driving forward. So it's been able to hold the duality, the duality of the scarcity and the abundance, the duality of the fear and the excitement, but taking action from the one that is the most supportive. Um, yeah, because I think a lot of people just think, oh, my God, once I've cured this fear or once I've overcome this, then I'll take action. It's like, no, you grab them, you hook them, you give them love and you walk with them anyway. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's like not making any part of us wrong and not adding like shame to ourselves because we have emotions that are just human. Yes, exactly. So, okay. I feel like this is going to be a, a conversation that might call some people out and, and give people a loving, like kick in the booty that they need. So I'm just curious of your perspective on this. So everyone's capable of manifesting. Everyone's capable of doing these things. Everyone's capable of shifting, um, rewiring their beliefs. Why do you think it is that some people um, are not willing to commit to this process of every day shifting and choosing and becoming who they want to be mm. it's either number one that they are not aware and so they they don't know what they don't know you mm -hmm. know I didn't know until I stepped into this world like whoa this whole world of possibility that I had no idea about and the other thing is it can be addictive you know, people can be addictive to suffering and pain and gossiping. It's that it's, it's the pain body. And if you've read The New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, he talks about this pain body. We have this part of us that loves 
oh, I'm so addicted to suffering and pain. And ultimately, it just keeps us stuck in our quote unquote comfort zone of who we used to be because it feels more comfortable to be that. And in order to step into a new version of you that's already within you, the version of you who was the most powerful they've ever been, it requires us to be a different version of us. So I think a lot of people can also be afraid of, you know, losing people and, oh my God, it's going to change. And a lot of people are afraid of change, I think. And, And quite recently, I've had this download about the comfort zone. And in fact, instead of getting out of your comfort zone, which feels scary, it feels big. You know, it's like running towards a a grizzly bear that's not eaten for two weeks. Why would you do that? You wouldn't. So how can you get in the zone with your next level and make it feel comfortable? You know, this version of you who's already living this life, who's traveling around the world, who has X amount of money in the bank, who has this dream relationship, How do they speak? How do they feel? How do they act? And get really comfortable with that version of you. Get in the zone of comfort with that version. It doesn't feel scary. And before you know it, that becomes more addictive than it does the other. So I think, you know, obviously, if people listen to this podcast, they they understand and they're on the vibe, they're they're fully, fully aware. But ask yourself, you know, Again, is is this mine? Maybe, I mean, during COVID, I definitely think a lot of people have had dark entities be attached to them, you know, because it's been such an opening time. I, I suggest if anyone is doing the work and is finding it quite hard to shift things, go and see an energy healer and, you know, get an energy healing and remove any dark entities that might be attached to you because it might not even be yours. Like one of my best friends who is the most positive person on the planet she went really paranoid during the pandemic. Like I've never, ever witnessed her like that. It was scary. And she ended up having some dark entities attached to her that were kind of controlling how she thought and her and the way she speaks. And so she got them removed and she was back to normal. So there's all sorts of, of, of things that, that could be that it could be linked to. But ultimately, it's in our control. And if you're listening to this and this resonates with you, then definitely just bring more awareness into knowing that it is a choice and you get to choose every single day. And I know it's not easy sometimes. So how can you create the tools and the the environment to support that? You know, my mirror is covered with what could be possible, like anchoring, anchoring into the space of possibility, because in the unknown, there's nothing, but there's everything. So how can you feel like anything is possible? You know, and again, for example, like literally a few weeks ago, I um I made another investment in myself and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. And I was going for a coffee in Starbucks and I literally, I needed 20, I didn't have 20p in my bank. I needed 20p for pay, to pay for this coffee and ended up going back to my car. And luckily I found this like 20p and I didn't let it knock me. I was like, I know that the resources aren't visibly there, but I know it's on its way. And then boom, a one-on-one client comes in the next day. Boom, like two or three sales for my course the next day. It's like $20,000, like literally after that moment. But that can only happen when you're anchored into, I know I'm wealthy. I'm my safest asset. Doesn't matter what's happening outside of me. So this like victim mentality of like letting our circumstances dictate how we feel is a, is a pandemic like it's worse than you know what 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 happened two years ago 
So really knowing that you are the creator of your life. And honestly, it can be really, really easy to shift it. I love that so much. I'm a little paranoid now. So I don't know much about like these dark entities and stuff, but the um, I spent a few days in Savannah, Georgia last week. And so it was, we were hungover on Sunday morning, but like, we didn't, we didn't drink that much. So we should have been this hungover. Like my friend and I both felt this way. We were like having trouble getting out of bed, um, having sleep paralysis. And we were having like really vivid, weird dreams. We were like half asleep and it kind of felt like it kind of felt, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like, I was like laying there half asleep and there was like people in my face and just weird anyways. But the day before that, my friend, um, who was also staying with us, <laughs> we were staying in this huge, really old apartment building in Airbnb. And she ran into a guy who lived there and he said, there's a ghost tour and this building's on it. And it's supposedly the most haunted building here. Cause Savannah's like super historic and very, very like haunted. There's like haunted tours everywhere. So, and then the next day when I came home, I took a nap on the couch and I had a lucid dream, which I've never lucid dreamt before. And it was a scary one. And I don't know, am I like possessed? Do you think I should like sage myself? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's not, it's not, it's not scary. Um, but definitely alcohol alcohols are called spirits and they all have a spirit that's attached to each alcohol so you'll probably notice that if you know someone drinks a lot of jack daniels they act differently to someone who drinks beer because they have different spirits attached to them so when you drink you open yourself up and you're more likely to get spirits kind of attaching themselves to you because you're a light worker as well it's like you've got the shiny beacon it's like you're covered in honey and they're just like <laughs> yeah but it's not like an exorcism like you see on the movies it can okay. just be as simple as like getting an energy healer to do an entity removal um you could even do like a cord cutting meditation on youtube as well but yeah maybe just get an energy healer to, to feel into you because even when i broke up from my ex-partner who definitely had dark entities my friend is a theta healer and she did a session on me and she said i've never felt as many hooks in you as i have from that guy and she was literally coughing and like she just didn't know what to do with herself because the energy that he'd stuck in me was like there (laughs) so I was like oh my god get him gone so even if like someone's listening to this and you're finding it hard to get over an ex they've probably got some kind of energy cords hooked into you oh my gosh ah okay (laughs) recommendations if you need any hey <laughs> oh my goodness okay manifestation well, is so much more than just fluffy fluffy it's like okay <laughs> it, is. it is it's there's so much like a spiritual world there is like so much um crazy stuff going on and interesting stuff and like we could talk for hours I'm sure about all of this stuff. But I have one last question that came to mind is, um, so speaking of, you know, a lot of what you've mentioned is is becoming that version of you, right? Being that version of you. Um, do you have any favorite rituals for that or like visualizations or anything that you like to do? Do you like to like dress a certain, like what do you do to like bring in that vibe? Yeah. Yeah. So again, even this word becoming was something that I use quite a lot. And I was like, that's still like ahead of me. Yeah. You know, conversation is about being and allowing and 
and embodying, right? So I've been working a lot more on just, yeah, like stop putting off the things that you want to bet, you know, oh yeah, when I've done that, then I'll go buy those clothes. And literally last week I was so peed off. I didn't have any nice boots that I liked. I just didn't like the clothes I was wearing. And subconsciously I was like, oh, once I've done that and I've sold out that program, then I'll buy a whole new wardrobe. And my tolerance just got so freaking low. I was like, screw it. I went on free people. I spent like a couple of grand on like new clothes, new shoes, new boots. Oh my God, I felt amazing. And like from me shifting into that energy, like I just feel so magnetic, like business is just flowing because I'm choosing to align myself with that version. So I think it's just always checking in with yourself and saying, what version of me am I bringing to what I do? Because manifestation is about who you are. It's the version of you that you act from and that you make decisions from. So making decisions from that future version of you, you know, what are you putting off that you really, really want to do right now? And I actually did a five day challenge last week. And one of the first assignments was to clear out your knicker drawer. Like how many old pairs of knickers with holes in that you're just hanging on to for a rainy day? What are the mil- multi, 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 Leah's like, I need to go clear my knickers out. I need dark entity removals and knicker removals. <laughs> there might be some dark entities in the knicker drawer. Um, so like, would you wear those knickers if you're a multi-multi-millionaire? I don't think so. <laughs> so clearing them out, buying new underwear. And again, today, I just walked around in Louis Vuitton and Gucci and I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy that bag. I want to buy that belt. That's what I'm going to freaking do. I'm going to do it now. And so it's just like just taking action from that place now. And, and that's all it is. And I get it. You know, I don't expect you to go buy a Louis Vuitton handbag if you've literally got a hundred pounds in your bank account. And I've been in that place like not so long ago. So how can you bring that certainty and that knowingness and that inevitability into the now you know because vibrationally and energetically it's it's so much quicker to access it so how can you take radical responsibility for the person that you're being and walk into that room with that energy of this is how I would feel if I had this 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 and this you know and I actually have an intention if I walk into the gym or if I'm going into a new environment like My intention is for everyone to think that I am the most glowing, radiant goddess and they're so intrigued to come and speak to me. And so when I walk into that space as that version of me, people are like, oh my God, I'm really interested to know, like, who are you? Where are you from? Like, it literally happens. (laughs) Wow. I love it. I love it. And even if it's like, yeah, even if it's, you can't, you're not going to go buy a Louis bag right now. Like you can, maybe for some people it's buying Starbucks instead of saying, oh, well, I should make coffee at home, you know, like doing the little things or like, um, like I don't like saying I can't afford that, like switch that up when you see a nice car or, or presented with something. It's, it's like, I can afford that. Doesn't mean you have to buy it right now, but you can switch into saying like, I can have that. I can buy that. I can have that. That's mine changes so much the way you talk to yourself and just the way that you live life I love that yeah and also just like even if you find a penny on the floor a dollar it's like celebrating it like it's a million because as well like we make such a big deal out of a million dollars and let's just normalize a million dollars it's one dollar with six zeros after it 
it's a number, you know? And I'm just like, why do we have the story and narrative that it's so out of reach and it's so hard? And, and you know, it's as easy to manifest a million as it is a pound once you shift your energetics around it. Um, and obviously there's a whole calibration process around that and the nervous system and like allowing yourself to like really feel and allow that. And there's so much self-worth that goes with money. And like one of my missions I feel in this lifetime is to really normalize big amounts of money in the hands of women um, and allowing us to, because money's just love. The more money you have, it's just, it's just, it's just love. Everything's love. Every relationship is love. And the more we can love everything in our life, the better a vibration we put out there. Yes. Oh, I love it so much. I feel like this episode has so many juicy things for people to like walk away with and so much inspiration for people. Um, I always ask everybody before we finish up with these, what about a favorite book or books that have helped you along your journey? Ooh, I think one of the big ones for me was Light is the New Black. That was definitely a, a poignant one for me. Um, the Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein was a good one. And I think honestly, now I, I listen to podcasts. I'm in, I'm in masterminds myself. That's kind of like my, my learning and my knowledge, but those are like two really key books that have helped me along my journey for sure. I love it. Any favorite podcasts to share? Yours. Yours and mine. <laughs> oh yeah. Honestly, I, I just love, I just love creating my own <laughs> because I've realized that what I share is not even mine. What you share is not even yours. It's like we're downloading this collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so I just love so much just being a channel. I just see myself as like, I'm just a channel for what is coming through. So I love creating the podcast and the content. And quite often when I speak on my podcast, I see a mentor of mine talking about the same thing. And I'm like, we just got the same download and we haven't listened to each other's stuff. It's just come through. So I absolutely buzz off that as well. I think it's amazing. And, you know, we, we all have that ability to tap into unlimited abundance and wealth and knowledge and wisdom if we just allowed ourselves to hear it. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I love it. Amazing. Well, tell everyone where they can find you, how they can follow you, where to listen to you, all the things. Yay. So you can find me at kimmeller.com. The podcast is The Soul Digger. Um, I love hanging out on Instagram, Kim Meller underscore. So it's it's M-E-L-L-O-R. It's not melons. <laughs> it's Meller. <laughs> Kim Meller from the United Kingdom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I will link all of that in the show notes. I love your podcast. Everyone go listen. She's so good. Um, yay. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And thanks for having me on yours. And next time I'm going to be naked. Yeah, you're a naked soul. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Leah. Okay.